Welcome and thank you for joining us on The Breakthrough Factor, a podcast where your host, Jess Boss, interviews entrepreneurs, athletes, and financial professionals to find out what it takes to break through barriers to health, wealth, and taking ownership of your life. If you're feeling stuck in your career or seeking advice on how to overcome obstacles all the way to building your fitness and finances, this is a show for you. There's more trouble caused by people trying to be something they aren't than by people being what they are. And uh, I would say that if we went back and looked at, let's call it my eight-year-old to maybe 25, 26 year old years, there wasn't a lot of honesty that came out of me. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wouldn't say that I was intending to be somebody else. I just wasn't very proud of Mm -hmm. who I was or what I had done with that time. Not knowing that any of the things around, you know, you only get 24 hours a day, you can't manufacture time. I'm a big believer that time is the only asset you have, everything else can be manufactured. But I didn't know that then. And so I've been on a mission kind of ever since to just be, you are who you are. And if people like you, great. If people don't like you, great. Mm -hmm. And and to this day, I, I don't have a big set of friends. It's not something I'm very good at. It's not something that it just, for whatever reason, it's not that important to me. Mm-hmm. And and I think because I am introverted and because I am ADHD, it is incredibly draining to spend a lot of time with people, which is strange given the profession I've chosen. <laughs> but like if I have a four client meeting day, I'm completely exhausted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are other people, and if you ever read Susan Cain's book, Quiet, you know, it's absolutely who I am, mm. you know, so we intentionally confine my calendar to two or three client meetings a day because yeah. I don't do my best work otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, so that has a lot of things, but I, I don't know, I would say starting about not too long after I met my wife, I was like, the way you've been living isn't working. Mm. It's not working very well at all. And so I started making changes. But that, and I still do it today because I'm not always happy with the way that things go. Yeah. yeah. And that's two years ago, we went independent. I didn't like the way it was going. And I was just like, this is no longer acceptable. Yeah. And I'm probably going to make some changes this year. We're studying some things. We'll see what happens. But I'm still not happy with it. Yeah. So why not fix it? I mean, I could coast off into the sunset and no, that's just not who I am. Yeah. 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 So put it very shortly. If you don't like change, don't hang around me. It won't be very good for you. <laughs> change and sarcasm. <laughs> Those are two things that, uh, I told somebody the other day, reality is for people who can't handle drugs. <laughs> reality is for people who can't handle drugs. <laughs> nice. So I, like this, and now we all have our own reality. I know that I interpret facts just like everybody <laughs> else. But um, I choose the reality side of that equation, and I, I, I do not look down on the people who choose the drug side of that equation. That, yeah. that everybody has their own choices about how to get by in this world. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
It's part of the whole thing we were talking about earlier. I don't care about gender. I don't care what gender you think you are, what gender you are. I don't care what behaviors you adopt. I care about what you do. Do you treat people well? Do you try and be at least reasonably good at whatever it is you've chosen to do? I mean, if you do those two things, what else is there? Yeah. Really? You ought to be able to walk away saying, I feel good about myself. I did no harm today. At least maybe I helped a person or two. And whatever I chose to do, I did it to the best of my ability. Yeah. Yeah. And whether that's riding a bike or weightlifting or hitting a golf ball or uh, helping somebody with their financial future. And, and the fact of the matter is when you, you, you know, you can't erase your past. It is what it is. It made you who you are. But you can rewrite your future every single day. You get to pick that pencil up. That's right. So why not? Yeah. Why wouldn't you write it the way you want it? So that's, I don't know. That's your philosophy. Those are very long answers your to your philosophy. I love question. It. I love it. No. And um, the that seems to have been such a critical component, just that attitude of always improving, that willingness, even in, you know, in that moment with with your wife, I guess whenever that moment you were wanting to make her your wife and just realizing this is not working for you or what you've been doing up to that point. Um, well, her mom was pretty clear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that took that. And I love, I love all the pieces of that equation that came together for you. Um, some might say luck, <laughs> some, you know, some might say other things, but how much of that is luck and how much of that is fate and how much of that is, your own actions. Your own I don't actions. think anybody will ever know. No. I mean, if I hadn't walked up to pick up, if, if there had been ACH when, when I was working in that restaurant, mm-hmm. I would have never met her because mm-hmm. I would have got my paycheck electronically. I wouldn't have had to walk upstairs every, I wouldn't have to go upstairs every Friday and, and pick up my paycheck. Yeah. And if for whatever reason I hadn't said, you know, let's go grab dinner and a movie we wouldn't be having this conversation. I don't know where I would be. Could be a better place. Could be a worse place. Don't know. And, and, you know, um, whatever I did in that accounting class that day that caused that professor to have some faith in me. Don't know. Right. We were so polarly. I mean, he was a retired Marine and I was anything but that, you know, um, I, I don't know. Yeah. There's some component of luck. There's some component of choices you make. I mean, you, you know, how many, how many entrepreneurs have had a great idea and are not Elon Musk? Right. A lot. A lot. Yeah. You know, it, it, I don't know yeah. how, how much of that is fate. How much of that is you know, reasoned choice. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that either. So. I, I would like to think <laughs> that nobody ever will. We're going to leave that one. Um, we have to. Open. And we have it's to. like the origin of the universe. Yeah. I mean, we know there was a big bang scientifically. So what created the big bang? And then what created that? Yeah. How the hell did all that happen? How all happen? I, and, but I do think it's, it's worth noting that 
even though the unknown is going to always be there, the responsibility or the opportunity, however you want to look at it, to manage the known mm-hmm. is still going to play a significant role in where you end up in life. So, oh, uh, absolutely. And it, it's, it's kind of like investment strategy, right? You can choose a really boring asset allocation strategy and, you know, maintain a decent cash reserve and, 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 and reset your equity component or not, or increase your cash reserve as you get closer to living off your own assets. Either one works. Yeah. Um, and it's boring and don't ever make any changes. Yeah. And it works. It works. And the data tells us that it works. Yeah. Might this year be different than any other year and forever forward? Sure. Has it ever proven to be different? No. At least <laughs> going back to 1925 when we have decent data. If you listen to Peter Dimson, uh, uh, what's his name? Dimson over at Lund School of Economics, he'll go all the way back to like 1857. But but nobody wants to do that because it's boring or very few people want to do it because it's boring. Right. Uh, but nonetheless, there's a proven path that works until it doesn't anymore. And you can choose that or you can choose something different. Those are choices you can make, Yeah. right? Yeah. You can choose to avoid the noise in your brain. That's what mindfulness is all about. Mm. Um, you can choose to read every day. You can choose how you spend your time for the most part. Yeah. And hopefully they're positive choices, but maybe not. Uh, and then, but the one thing you can do is choose to do something different every day until you find something that works for you, mm. whatever that. it is. I love that. We have choices about how we use our time. Mm-hmm. Every single one of us. Mm-hmm. Now, some people have a narrow set of choices, mm-hmm. and those are the people that we try and lift up, right, and give them opportunities. That's right. That's right. And then they can make a choice. Because yep. the worst thing that I see in our world is people who really don't have an opportunity to make a choice. Yeah. And it's what I always emphasize to my son. Go get an education. Mm-hmm. You may hate the fancy school you go to. You, you may hate going to, you know, a, a very competitive university. But it gives you choices. Yeah your options and he's been able to make choices yeah yeah and i didn't have any choices until i was my universe of choices was much narrower mm-hmm. until you know I, I i decided to go to college that was my choice right. um and and then you know i got lucky and met my wife and then i made some other choices but to your point earlier i could have made other choices yeah. i just didn't that's and i don't know why yeah that's not to be known, maybe, but um, I who knows? I, yeah, I, you know, one of the one of the things that we talked about was, and and you've mentioned today as well, just kind of this relentless um, pursuit of better, and I see this in you, not just in Mark as a person, Mark as a career but I see you doing this a lot on Twitter where it's it's Mark in in the world of financial services and and the way that you <sighs> drive my team crazy with that stuff <laughs> <laughs> well it's just it's it's one of the reasons that I enjoy talking to you and but also just connecting with you through Twitter is because I, 
I see you constantly being an encouraging voice, an uplifting voice, a voice to challenge the the constraints of the current financial system. And not just that, but the way we communicate. One of the horrible things about Twitter is the, all the meanness that goes on yeah. and the sniping yeah. and the attacks on people, mm-hmm. primarily, in my opinion, from people who have no idea what that person's life is like right. or why they said what they said. They're just attacking it. Yeah. But there are other things that are political on both sides that are clearly intentionally said in a way that to me is damaging to our country. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not going to let that stuff pass. Right. It might not be good for the business. It probably drives off some prospective clients. Maybe not. My marketing that... person would yell at me, but I really don't care. Maybe not ones that would have been around long term anyway. Well, I'm probably not going to work very well with them because yeah. eventually that's going to come out. Yeah. Yeah. That I am supportive and I do think everybody ought to have a chance. Yeah. And I'm willing to give people an opportunity and 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 they'll make out of it what they will. Uh, and even if they fail, I'm probably not going to turn my back on them because I don't know why they've they failed. Yeah. And I don't know what their situation was. And, um, you know, you just don't know what's going through somebody's head on a given day when they say something. Yeah. They might they might immediately look at that or an hour or two later and say, boy, I wish I hadn't said that. Mm-hmm. OK, well, I'm not going to attack what you said. I might respond with something like. I don't agree. Yeah. And then people who I just think are foul, I just turn them off. Yeah. I don't actually see the need for all the policing, all the policing that goes on on Facebook and Twitter in particular, Facebook yeah. in really particular, which I don't even spend time on anymore, uh, but Twitter very much so, is people's inability to disengage. Right. Right. If you don't like what somebody says, block them. Yeah. Yeah, I Fine. I appreciate. No yeah, I appreciate yeah. the way f- Twitter allows you to really curate the voices on. Yeah, you on have to be careful about building a bubble of only people that sound and think like you, though. You do. <laughs> you do. You really do. But there, you have the ability to to mute the noise and to mute the. Um, yeah, I mean, if somebody's foul or they say something foul to me, okay, I'm like, I'll, I'll block them, yeah. or I just won't. I don't. I actually don't block that many people. I just don't pay any attention to it. Yeah, yeah. We can make that choice. Can, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and why let it bother you? Why get all wound up? Yep. I am not going to get wound up about something over which I have no control. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I'm I don't see, like the fact that I don't have control, I don't, but I'm not getting wound up about it. Yeah. I don't see that. Like, I don't see you getting wound up. What I see is you elevating, I think is, I see you elevating well, the financial services industry through the, through the comments and the work that you do on Twitter. Well, well I tried to because it has such a horrifying reputation yeah. Yeah. because the incentives are set up all wrong, right? The incentives are all around sales. Yeah. Well, when you incent sales, kind of like when you incent writing words for the tax code, yeah. you get a lot of sales and you get a 14 million word tax code. <laughs> are those good things? No. no. <laughs> I mean, the good things in our business are actually helping people achieve their, whatever their version call it funded contentment, call it whatever you want. That's, you know, from Brian's work, um, call it enough, you know, call it satisfaction, but whatever it is that makes that client happy, that's what we ought to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. And if we're helping them and they choose to pay us a, a, 
whether it's a fair wage, a spectacular wage, a ridiculous amount of money, doesn't matter. If they found value in the conversation, then great. It's mutually beneficial. But I, I do think that there are incentive systems in our business that incent poor behavior. Sales trips, ribbons for, you know, all the psychological rewards for big revenue numbers. Yeah. Where are the rewards for every client you have is tracking towards their version of happiness? Yeah. That's where the rewards ought to be. And that's why we've shifted to what we do, right? We charge a flat fee for our services. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 are no commission, no thank you. It you can argue that that's a good system, but we've seen the behavior that it promotes. Yeah. Which by definition makes it a VAT system. I mean, if you have to get only the right people in place for a system to work, it's not a good system. Mm. Oh, I like that. Well, look at our political system right now. It actually attracts bad actors. And then we get bad acting and we wonder why. (laughs) We have the wrong system. Yeah. I'm not saying democracy and the constitution is the wrong system. I'm seeing all the incentives that are around it. There are a bunch of incentives to stay in office, Mm -hmm. right? Lifetime healthcare, pension. I mean, the pension for US congressmen, I I did the the actuarial on it. I think it's worth something like eight and a half million at a 4% rate of return. Yeah. yeah. So gather yeah, people scrambling all over themselves to get that job and keep it. Mm-hmm. Not to mention if they walk out of there, they make two or three million dollars a year working for pick your consultancy, right. whether it's a hedge fund or, you know, a lobbying firm or whatever, or a law firm. Yeah. So they're highly incented to execute the behavior they execute. And that's what we get. Yeah. You want to change that? Change the system. Yeah. Till we change the system, that's what we're going to get. I, That's my two cents. I, I could very I, well be wrong. No, Somebody can, can, I'm always happy to engage in discourse. I, I'm a big believer in, in, I'm taking this from Jim O'Shaughnessy, um, in that the great majority of people in this country and in every country, it's not just us, deterministic thinkers in a probabilistic world. Hmm. We live in a probabilistic world on any given day, anything can happen. Now it may be a very small probability, but it's still a probability, which means that occasionally it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, you better be prepared for that to happen because at some point it will. Some point. But yet we have all this people scrambling all over Twitter over what you know Elon Musk is going to do with Twitter. We have no idea yeah. other than looking at what he's done in the past. Right. That's the, prob- that's the probability of what will happen. Mm-hmm. But there's no 100% probability. That's the nature of probability. Ask Annie Duke. (laughs) Right? That's why we study these things, because they're all probabilities. You know, do I know what a 60-40 portfolio is going to do probabilistically every single year? Yes. What does it actually do? You guys know that better than anybody. (laughs) Right? It is a highly diverse set of potential results. Yeah, absolutely. That's why we have a cash reserve. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, yeah. And is that way we know what it's going to do. And I I love what you're doing with your firm. I admire and respect 
the growth that you've gone to through, the growth that you continue to go through, and the way that it's showing up in your firm. And I want, one, I, want, I, mean, I, I, I hope that more people get to know you because of that uh, through this podcast. And two, I, I hope you continue to be you in this space and that part of your journey in this space will be to be available as a mentor and a resource for others who've come along because you're not, what I love about your story is that you've built this, that you've, yeah, but it, it, I had tons of help. Sure. I mean, no, 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 I'm not saying there that. Was in me, yeah. and, and I will always, if there's somebody who wants to make their life a little better, I will always have time for that. Yeah. No, I'm not taking away from, from it, it, it's impossible for someone to create their life entirely on their own. So um, I'm not trying uh, to take wait. the story away from the actors and inside. I just who, want to be careful. I, I, yeah, I'm, no. I'm, I'm not taking credit for anything other than. Yes. Being unwilling to give up. Yes. Period. Yes. And I think that's the the part where I hope people hear your story and say, if he can do it, I can do it. And if he can make it through. Hell, if I can do it, anybody can do it. (laughs) If he can make it through a past that didn't set him up for success and find his place here, then I can do it. If he can make it through not going to college or failing out of college three times and still get here, I can do it. If he, you know, discovered he had ADHD late in life and had to revamp everything based on that, if he was able to work through that, out of that, build his own firm that is thriving and successful with a team of people who work well together and love what they're doing, then I can do it. Like, that's what I want people to 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 be able to hear. Well, you know what? If, 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 if what you chiseled on my headstone was I helped a couple people yeah. live the way they wanted to live, that would be all that, that'd be all that, that would matter to me. Yeah. I mean, I just, yeah. nothing else matters very much. Yeah. My, um, maybe, couple times a month, we get a note from a client that is, you know, thank you. I wouldn't have accomplished this. I don't believe I would have accomplished this without your help. And kind of like the compensation is fun, but that's not why I do it. Yeah. I mean, you know, being able to live fairly well uh, is fun mm-hmm. and I, I, I enjoy it. But there's but plenty of like advisors it. who do it for less. If, if that's what I wanted to do, I would have stayed at Accenture. I would have made a yeah. crap load more yeah. money. Right. And really and truly, I would have made a ton more money because I already had 14 years in that business, right? And the firm IPO'd a year and a half later, which at the time was the largest tech IPO in the history of the United States. I knew that was coming, but I walked out anyway. anyway. Some people thought I was not very bright. (laughs) My wife would tell you today, my wife would tell you today that it was the smartest thing we ever did as a family awesome that she's on board uh well i probably wouldn't be here if she wasn't <laughs> yeah yeah 
So the one way or another, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here either. She would have killed me or um, <laughs> I would have had to make other choices. Yeah. You may want to kill me after hearing this. I don't know. No, <laughs> I hope not. I think this has been, well, I hope not too, but I'll probably survive that too. I'm pretty quick on my feet. Um, the, so one more question before we, before we wrap this up and it's more of a reflective question on those and we talked a little bit about it already, those breakthrough moments that you've had where, you know, you just sitting in, sitting in that house with your roommates, realizing I'm not like them, getting up and just doing something about it and going through even the childhood that you did, finding your way through that and failing out of call, all of those moments where, you could have taken a very different path if you had just decided not to push through the obstacle there, if you had just decided to kind of go with it. And instead you embraced it and you worked through it and you found yourself on the other side of it. Um, what, what that does for people is it creates this energy and this pattern that later on in life, they have their go-tos. Like I've, I've experienced something like this before. I made it through. And, and some people, even in those situations, have this, like, here's how I made it through. I'm going to go back to that. Like people will journal. People will go see a counselor. People will um, dig into running or, you know, whatever other activity they enjoy is is there something that that you find helps you push through obstacles in moments where you feel stuck? I think the short answer to that is I have learned over time that I'm pretty flexible and adaptive. We were talking about adaptive behaviors earlier. Mm -hmm. um, and where I used to be, what I would do is like go for a really long run. Yeah. Well, I can't do that anymore. So I had to adapt to something else. Yeah. Like I, I had a really hard week last week, hard being relative, right? I mean, I have very first world problems these days. I mean, I don't experience anything hard really and truly, but it was hard for me at the time. Yeah. And so I play golf on Saturday and Sunday. I mean, I, you know, four hours in the sunshine. Yeah. When you're playing golf, it's really hard to think about anything else because golf is so damn hard itself. Yeah. Um, and I, as part of ADHD, I can have a pretty volatile temper. It's not something I'm proud of, but it is what it is. Yeah. So it takes a lot of control out there. I can't think about other stuff. Um, so, or, you know, these days I'll get on the bike or I'll do something physical, physical. I guess is the, yeah. but I also know that I'm adaptive. And so I've learned other things like, you know, yes, I journal. Um, I have adapted a morning routine. Mm right? So the first thing I do is a reading from the Daily Stoic. Uh, the second thing I do is read at least 10 pages from a business book that I want to get through, which right now is the history of the United States and five crashes. Um, and then I, and then I, 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 I spend time journaling on a question that I'm struggling to answer. So that's generally the first 45 minutes of my day. Um, I like that. And I make sure I get up early enough so I have those 45 minutes. Question that I'm struggling to answer. I like that. Hmm.
Well, wait, I think every day you have a question that you, you don't know the answer to, yeah. right? Yeah, 100%. And the fact of the matter is the brain is working not even overtime. Yeah. The brain is working when your body isn't even working. Yeah. So if you bring those questions up and you write it down, your brain will grind on it mm. in the background. The brain is the greatest uh, background computer you've ever seen. Yeah. I love that. There's a reason why it burns 20% of your calories. There's a reason why your brain never shuts down even when you're sleeping and you'll go to sleep with a question and wake up with an answer. So by doing that, I think, you know, as long as your brain is working, you'll be fine. The minute you think you don't need to learn more or don't want to learn more or stop that Mm -hmm. is the day you start dying. And you could be 22 when that happens, or you could be 102. Mm -hmm. But, um, Not planning on dying yet. Don't do that. <laughs> no. Well, it's again, you know, Jess, you don't actually have control over you that. Mm-hmm. You can keep yourself healthy through choices away from dangerous places. Yeah. yeah and which too. I didn't used to do, and I very much do now. Yeah. Like, I don't ride my bike in the street anymore because people are idiots. Yeah. Fortunately, we have a very good bike trail here. It's not like Colorado where there are bike trails everywhere, but it's decent enough. And so I put my bike on the hitch and I drive down there and that's where I ride, you know, and I bought a, I bought a a spin bike so that I can ride without getting out in the street if I don't have time. And so again, I'll get back to, I'm fairly adaptive. And I think you have to be adaptive, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had uh, Mark Absey who I had on at the conference, met him for the first time. Um, there he owns all you can ETFs, which is a ETF servicing. It's a pretty good title. It's a great title. I love it. Love it. I say it every time I can, just because I think it's clever. It's not as it's it. It, it's not as good as what the fintech, but it's clever. <laughs> it's so it's so good. Um, but he he called it "Be Like Water," and I know that was from a quote from um, was it Rocky? I've never heard that, but that's a good one, right? Because water is self leveling. Yeah water will flow wherever yeah. it can. I mean, that's actually very good. Yeah. He described it as that. So, uh, so I don't know. I just view it and say, I'm, I'm reasonably adaptive, whatever it is, I'll adapt to it. Yeah. The downfall of that is you end up with a belief that you can make anything work. Yeah. And that's not always true. Yeah. That's fair. Right. There are certain people that no matter how much you believe in them, they don't believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and so you can't make that, you can't make them go to where you believe they can go mm-hmm. if they don't believe they can go there. Yeah. There are times when I try things that are just too hard for the tools we have or where we are. Because yeah. I really have a core belief I can make anything work. Well, see, and now, the reality is now we're that's over. not true. Yeah, and now we're tipping over into failure, um, which is... a It's not and, failure. Well, It's learning what doesn't work and moving on right, to something that exactly. does. Yeah. I mean, we can coin, like, it's not failure at all. Yeah. It is understanding that maybe it's not, maybe there's a, an easier way or a better way to do it. Maybe there's a better spot for your talents. Mm -hmm. It's again, I haven't failed. I have, however, tried 10,000 things that didn't work. (laughs) It didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. And whether that was from Mark Twain or Ben Franklin or whoever, I don't, it's not original to me. I say very little that's original. But I'm pretty good at picking up other things and putting them to work. 
like I said, I'm, I'm not that smart. I'm a grinder though. And, that, that is, and that, that's that what works for me. Well. For other people, it doesn't work. That has served you well. It has served me well. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of, you know, broken, busted knuckles and things, but it, I mean, literally, my hands are all scarred up from being an auto mechanic, <laughs> but it, it just, it just is what it is. I mean, I dropped a flywheel one day when I was putting a flywheel on a Cobra Jet Mustang. It left scars on my fingers that I still have today. A 40 pound flywheel with sharp gear teeth will tear your hands up. <laughs> yeah, think about a think about a, a 40 or 50 pound plate mm. where the edges are serrated. I don't want to think about that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to think about what happened if you dropped that plate and tried to catch it with your right hand. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Wasn't a smart move. Mm. Oh. But anyway, yeah. I mean, those things happen, right? You just have to grind through them. Well, Mark, so. thank you so much for for showing up in a in an inspiring way for me and for I'm sure many people who listen to this and and being showing that that courage and tenacity and that grit uh, are are things that can serve you well whenever you're pressing up against obstacles in life and and I think what I appreciate about your story so much in all of that is that you 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 didn't make excuses for where you were and you accepted each step along the journey as a as something to to sift through is this right for me or is this not and then based on that answer that was the next step you took and and so thank you um i've, I've been encouraged today by your story and i know i know there are plenty out there that are going to be as well whether it's just a moment that that they connected with or just the whole story in general i know it's um it's a story that i well that's very kind I'm, of you that is a kind of another tenet of if if there's a an MOS of Mark's operating system yeah. um, it is definitely very much along the lines of absolutely no excuses. Yeah. Yeah. Excuses are prone to victimization and failure. Yeah. 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 That is absolutely one of my core beliefs. Yeah. Well, you're living I'm not it. proud of things that I've done, but I did them. Yeah. You're living it. And, and there was no excuses in any of your story. It was awesome. It, uh, they're, they're, I would bet if you went back 40 years, there were excuses that I, I just don't make them anymore. Yeah. yeah. There you, you, whatever choice you made, you made it, whatever action you took, you took it wherever you are, you are. Yeah. And, 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 and we can't rewrite yesterday, yeah. but we can rewrite tomorrow. And that's a choice. That's right. That's right. And if you choose not to, that's no excuse. It was a choice. A choice. That's right. I love that. And it's funny because sometimes I have, challenging with clients because I rarely ever try and explain away, explain anything about why we are where we are. I just say, Hey, we're here. We're going there. Yeah. And people sometimes want an explanation. And sometimes I will say, look, here's a set of facts. I want to be very careful with you. I'm not giving you excuses. We made an error here, but these are the facts. And a lot of times the way the facts evolved, you probably couldn't help but make that error. Yeah. 
That's not an excuse. You still made the error. Mm -hmm. And the question isn't what error did you make? The question is, what are you going to do about it? And the first thing you have to do, whether you're an alcoholic or whoever you are, is acknowledge that you're here and you have to commit to being somewhere else. Because if you don't do, I mean, in the end, what do we really do, Jess? Clients are here. We're trying to help them get here. Mm -hmm. First, we have to understand this spot right here. And then we have to define this spot. Otherwise, we can never draw a path. I I think this was Yogi Berra, but if you don't know where you're going, you wind up somewhere else. Yeah. Any road will take you there. Somewhere else, generally, if you didn't define it, is probably not a good spot. Well, so thank you. Thank you so much. Um, my pleasure. I hope this, this was enjoyable this for has you. Been, um, this has been incredible. So thank you. Um, oh, it has. I, I, I love, I love what I do. So um, thank you. Same. Um, I've evolved to something that I really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Again, there's no hindsight and you can't, and I probably couldn't, probably wouldn't have been capable of doing this when I was 30 years old, but there are days when I wish that I had. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I've been doing this for 35 years, um, I might have one of those $10 billion RIAs. <laughs> <laughs> it still wouldn't change your life that but much, right? The way, done the way that I yeah. feel is right. Not, yeah. you know, done the way a lot of, the way a lot of people do things. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, My pleasure. Folks, if you would like to connect with Mark, uh, here are a few ways to find him. You can reach out to him on Twitter at bleakly underscore VA. And then also on his website where you can find some additional contact info is www.bleaklyva.com. Uh, any others, Mark, that you... Those are probably the two best ways. Okay. Um, I get so many garbage phone calls that I'm... Yeah, same. <laughs> reluctant to hand out my yeah. phone number. No, Listen, if you, if you, if, if you, uh, I'm on Twitter probably an hour a day at various points in time in the day. Mm-hmm. I've learned not to spend a lot of time out in there. Out, yeah. But if you send me a message, I'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. If you go to the website and call the office, Danielle will pick it up. Yeah. She will ask me because again, we get a lot of trash. Yeah. It's the nature of... Don't try to sell anything uh, to them when you call. Thing. Uh, uh, right. <laughs> I, and I'm not in the sales business, so yeah. I don't just pick up the phone. Yeah. Uh, but it will get to me, and I will respond. Perfect. And I'm generally pretty quick about responding. I try and leave time in my day every single day yeah. to talk to anybody who thinks we might be of help. Yeah, same. Yeah. I don't I like schedule that. eight hours a day. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. And I guess I'm old enough and I've done well enough that I don't have to. <laughs> That's right. That's a privilege. That's a, that's a privilege. It's kind of like spandex, right? Spandex should be a privilege. It's not a right for <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> Tell me that's not true. Yeah, it goes for both genders. Um... Yes. <laughs> oh, I wasn't Lord. referring to any gender. I was just saying spandex <laughs> to be a privilege. Yes. Uh, so Twitter um, and then the website for if you want to call the office and reach out that way. So, um, again, thank you. Thank you for being here. And if, my pleasure. If you loved this episode of The Breakthrough Factor, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you know somebody who's had a breakthrough moment or 
if you are that someone who's had a breakthrough moment in your life and you'd love to share your story, please reach out to me. And we, I would love to connect. I would love to, to talk about the story of your life or, or connect with the person that you know that has a great story to share with the audience here. And finally, I appreciate your reviews, your feedback. I love bringing content that you love. And so your reviews and comments help, help me continue to do that. And I would, I will, I will always, always appreciate any sort of feedback that helps this show grow into something that, that the listeners enjoy. So thank you for that. Cheers, friends. And as always, go lift heavy and be kind.